Hello, fellow health and safety professionals. We are coming to you live from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, home of the Fonz, Laverne and Shirley, and of course, beer. How could it get any better than that? This is Ted Speaks Live. Our podcast will focus on keeping people safe, families together, and growing your career in short eight to 10 minute weekly segments. Your host is Ted Carew, the positive safety coach. Ted has over 25 years of health and safety experience in both manufacturing and construction. He started his career in the field and worked his way up to safety director. Ted also coaches football and knows how important it is to communicate expectations and work together both at work and at play. With this as Ted's background, he is excited to share some of his experiences with you and to improve your career and your company. Our guest today is Steve Bell. Steve has 25 years of experience in the manufacturing and construction industry in environmental health and safety. Steve has owned Employers Health and Safety LLC in Joplin, Missouri for 17 years. Employers Health and Safety provides services in all aspects of environmental safety and health programs for current and future clients. They work towards cost savings related to reducing accidents and injuries by supporting and implementing strong EHS programs with team members at all levels and also support working with all state and local agencies. Please welcome Steve Bell to our podcast. Hey, Steve, how are you doing today? We are very excited to have you on the show today. Doing great. Proud to be on your show. Good. I'm glad that you're here and we're going to have some fun and educate some safety professionals, I believe, today. What do you think? I think that's my goal in life, brother. That's how (laughs) we do it. And I tell you what, that's what I'm all about. So... Let's do it. Yep. The more that we can help each other, the better off we're all going to be. True. It's a team effort, a very, very big team effort. Can you give me a little little bit of background about yourself and what you do for our people that are listening for the health and safety community? Well, I can. I'm 50 years old, just turned 50 in September. So happy birthday. Thank you very much. Feel great. Feel wonderful. I've been a diehard safety guy for the last going on 22 years. Cut my teeth in ConAgra Foods. Okay. Basically ran, you know, oversaw several facilities in different states. Also, back then, we were doing building a plant. So that was two things that I was in charge of. One was corporate auditing of 152 facilities in regards to OSHA rules and regulations and cultures. I also was on the construction team, which monitored all the constructions of all the new facilities going in. And you're looking at Farmer Swift Eckridge, Butterball Turkey, also Horrible Redenbacher popcorn back in the day. Oh, yeah. So a lot of action. Yeah, I'll say. You know, my wife, when I talk, when I tell people, she doesn't like me saying it, but I've done, and I'm not proud of it, and it wasn't all my fault. I always have to say (laughs) that. Our company wasn't involved, but Unfortunately, I've had to go through five death investigations in my lifetime. Oh, wow. So that's really what hit home with me when in regards to employees. I didn't know any of them except Mm -hmm. for one. And that was a confined space entry, basically incident. And so you name it. I mean, I've been through the legal aspects of it. I've been through the OSHA aspects of it. I probably have gone over or went through in my consulting career and while working at ConAgra, I probably have over 250 OSHA inspections underneath my belt. That's a lot. So Yeah, that's amazing. That is a lot. And so you're talking about a lot of activity. You're talking about a lot. And that's through the years. 
Mm-hmm. You had it right. 25 years of experience, but what's creeping up on us, you know? Yeah. And off air, obviously, as we talked about, you know, you're dealing with OSHA again. So that's a constant with you and, and being able to battle for other people, right? It is. When people say OSHA, you really get an OSHA, you know, type of deal. <laughs> that's a little joke there, by the way. You guys want some humor. <laughs> yeah. We like it. We like it. We're all about the humor on this show. That's for sure. <laughs> well, that's good because I'm a humorous guy. I really am. I love to have fun. I love to promote safety. So when we talk about OSHA, and that even goes back to our topic today, world-class programs. I've always been very proactive with OSHA. They know me. Back in the day, ConAgra was actually under what they call a voluntary protection program, the VPP program. And they also were in an ergonomics agreement program and a PSM agreement program. Now, when you're in a, an agreement program, that means that your company got busted and you have to do things in order to make it right. So we actually had OSHA on site that audited us once a month. So that's really when I was a young person, I got to work with an individual by the name of Mark Bandon. He's uh, no longer alive, God rest his soul. Best safety guy I've ever met in my life. But he really taught me the ins and outs of OSHA. He became my mentor, and he became my best friend. So it was one of those things where I really learned to work with OSHA. So going back, when people say, oh, you know, OSHA this, OSHA that, OSHA, yeah, they're there to enforce those rules and regulations, but also there's some really good programs too. They don't want to go out and write everybody up. Back in the 90s and even early 2000s, your voluntary protection programs, they're still pushing the OSHA consultation programs to this day. But, you know, really companies and people, if you really get into the the nuts and bolts of OSHA, you know, that's really how you turn some of these companies back into world-class companies and or stay out of trouble with OSHA. Make sense? Absolutely. You're right, though. On the OSHA, you know, we all make fun of OSHA, right? But they've also have a lot of programs. And I agree with you. Back in the 2000s, late 90s, there were some really good VPP programs. I was a part of a lot of those. And they really helped organizations know what the expectations were, but also helped them on other sides of their businesses. They didn't even know through those programs. So yeah, they've done some really good things. Yeah. And VPP is not as recognized, but the program's still there. People are not utilizing it. And I just encourage anybody and everybody that's in the safety world or in business, if you want to save some money, if you want to get off of the OSHA targeted list, then the best way to go. A lot of companies are scared to get even get them involved, but it's the old saying is if you go to them, they can't write yet. If they come to you, they can throw the book at you pretty much. I learned that a long time ago with the Environmental Protection Agency. I actually oversaw a couple Superfund sites. I was a whistleblower on a Superfund site. And basically that means that, hey, I found some stuff in the back of the a plant one day. Actually, I didn't. An employee of ours found uh, some barrels that were buried in the back. The the company owner had bought the land from someone else, didn't know anything about it. And so he asked me what I should do. And of course, I said, hey, we need to call the Environmental Protection Agency. He about flipped out. (laughs) But it was the best decision he ever made because it turned into a $2.5 million Superfund site. He was not fined or cited. All was good. I got a dollar raise, Ted. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, there you go. 
One dollar. <laughs> well, that's uh, better than no dollars, right? That's true. <laughs> that's better than no dollars, but at least I got the, you know, that was back when I was in my 20s. And right. I got the resume accolade on that one. And I also, I got to know every single environmental protection agency inspector in the state of Missouri. So that right there just propelled me into the environmental and safety and health world even more. Well, you bring up a real good thing too. I mean, I, for a lot of the young professionals that may be listening, the opportunities that we have in our career when we're younger, we really learn from those. And it's great opportunities to be where we were. So, Well, Steve, we were just talking about how sometimes when you hear OSHA can bring to people's minds kind of a negative context. And from talking to different safety people, sometimes that's true for you too. Someone hears the safety person's coming on site and people get a little defensive. Going into kind of that and a safety culture, how do you perceive a world-class safety culture and how can you implement that, especially given those type of challenges? Well, I'm just going to tell you right now, my secret is back in the old days, I used to not tell anybody this. You never want to tell anybody secrets on yeah. how you do things and how you become a real good safety person. But now that we're wiser, right? Now that we're wiser and more educated. And older. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like Experience, you were yeah. <laughs> You all know if you're in the safety field and you get five safety people into a room, everybody wants <laughs> to show off on what they know and how they know it, whatever. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Those days need to go away. So when I answer those questions or when I have a client or anybody that asks me that question, I really, I'm telling you, I go back to the voluntary protection application checklist. And so how do we do it? First of all, you got to get management buy-in. And how do you get management buy-in? And that's through dollars. I always talk dollars and cents in regards to that. Your cost savings in regards to fines and citations, your implementation cost is going to be minimal compared to an accident or an injury. Sometimes it's easier when someone has already had major work comp issues in a company or they've had actual OSHA citations, but new companies that are coming up. When I go out, I actually print off the voluntary protection application checklist. It's got 19 elements in it. Now, if you go through each of those elements, every single program is validated by OSHA because it's out there. So I use that tool. I also use that knowledge as a roadmap because when you take over a company or when you start a company, it's very overwhelming. You don't know where to start or you're just hitting off of what's the latest, greatest issue or problem that we're having or you look at the high hazards. But if you go through the voluntary protection 19 elements, you hit on every single core element that's out there. Now, that bleeds into the insurance side. So right now, how I win clients and how I make myself a rock star is I go for dividend checks from insurance companies. So if I can follow the guidelines of the insurance companies, which are very similar to the OSHA VPP application checklist guidelines, if you're following all of that, then you're getting savings. I'll give you an example. Last year, I saved several companies. You know, I've got documentation of it because you always have to have documentation of what you're doing. Anywhere from nine to $15,000. I just now sealed a deal where we got 18000 back. And these companies, you're looking at anywhere from 100 to 250 
that's our ideal client. We have several clients that are over a thousand people and we're working on those savings, but really it seems like we're getting more savings in those 150 to 275 average persons. So you're looking anywhere from 15 grand back on your work comp. That's a big deal. That is a big deal. Yeah. Huge. And so what do you do? How do you do it? How do you implement it? Well, it's the employees. It's not the safety guy. It's not the safety girl. So what you got to do is you got to basically go in and you got to set up every single program. We set up one team leaders in regards to some of these programs. If they're on the floor, then they're basically monitoring or auditing. And here's another, what I call the secret sauce. How do you get bottom line workers involved in safety? Well, I've always done it to where, look, I'm going to teach you a skill. I'm going to give you the best skill ever. You're going to use it for the rest of your life. If you go away from here, I don't want you to go away. But if you go somewhere else, then I'm going to teach you how to talk to ocean inspectors. I'm going to teach you how to talk to upper level managers. And some frontline employees, they just want to punch a clock and go home. But your goal and your secret is to go out there and find those hidden people that really want to be a supervisor, really want to be a manager, really want to get a promotion. And you find those people. It's hard to do. Very hard to do. It is to find the right people, but also like you're talking about mentoring them along, right? And that's really what we need to do as safety professionals is help them find the way of doing things properly, right? And looking at it and then also having them build on it so they can tell others. That's it. If you can get the information to where they're seeing the value of it and then they're turning around and then they're turning that negative employee into a positive, that's the skill. That takes training. It also takes a certain skill set to do that because you're dealing with uh, people that you're working next to and maybe you're going out and drinking with them. Maybe you're family with them. Maybe you're Mm -hmm. dating them. Who knows? No one wants to look stupid. No one wants to look stupid. And that's what safety is all about. You're doing it wrong. Don't do that. You're going to get hurt. Oh, don't tell me that. You're not my boss. You know, I've been doing this for 15, 20 years. Well, I don't care how long you've been doing it. You're doing it wrong. So. Our programs and our customers, we have 39 customers and they have been with us, y'all. There's my Southern accent coming in, y'all. <laughs> yeah, I was, like, I was just going to say that, y'all. We like it. 19 years. Well, actually, we're going on 20 years. Our core client base has been with us for 20 years. They've seen the value. They, they know how we work. They're getting those dividend checks. They're cashing those in. I always really go back to the employees. We had meetings yesterday. I said, hey, we saved $15,000 on your work comp insurance. And of course, everybody's like, where's the money? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I want to tell you, buddy, if I could come out here and hand out $100 bills to everybody, I would, but that's not the way it works. We're going to turn it into equipment. We're going to turn it into investments into our safety company. We're going to turn it into an investment for all of you, not just one of you. And so there's the motivation. So what do you see? You go to the suggestion box. And everybody's really been bad on the suggestion box. We've implemented a new program where it's a a safety text message where you send a text message in. We train everybody. And basically, they're either going to give you an idea or a problem. But we also train them that, hey, look, if it's a problem, 
we get this text message, we're going straight to your supervisor. You should be going to your supervisor. But the deal on the text message is, is that you're just not telling somebody or writing it down. It's actually digitally documented that by law, we have to go out and investigate it. So what we're doing is we're actually giving gift cards back or we're giving some kind of trinkets, a fire extinguisher or a flashlight or a jacket, something that they want. So it's tangible. There's another method. Yeah, we've talked a lot. Like you said, sometimes people think safety and it definitely is number one about keeping people safe and going home. But cost savings is a huge part of safety. And you hit on that right there. With everything that's going on in the world currently, how do you see companies' safety programs evolving during these current times? I see them struggling. Yeah. I see them, they're going to struggle. And I can talk about this all day long. And I hate to be the negative person on it, but let me hit on the positives. Mm-hmm. Here's the positive. We're going backwards. We're going back to old school safety. We're going back to the DuPont where it's stopped for safety. Do you remember that program? Yeah. Yep. And it's okay. still being utilized in some organizations I'm we work with, I should say. And it's a core program that's always been there. You fill out a card, whatever. And really, let's just get away from the cards and everything else. But really, it's the, we're seeing so many people that are not at work. We're seeing so many people, new people that maybe we got to transition in the labor force now and this and that and the other. And so now we're seeing more communication on the floor. We're seeing more companies trying to retain good people because they don't want to see the flow of new hires, especially in our food packing plants. So when I say it's going backwards, which is a good thing, is this going back to the old school where we're confronting people, we're talking to them, we're showing them, we're coaching them, right? You understand that? Yeah. Well, we lost that a little bit. How did we lose it? Well, we were all comfortable. We were all relaxed. All these programs came out where they gave you something, the bingo, they paid you not to get hurt, all that. And I call that BS, man, because (laughs) I don't pay people not to get hurt. I pay people for doing something. And that's why my customers like me, because when I set up a program, you have to do something as an employee to get something out of me if you want extra money. Just because you're working safely, that's part of your job. That's part of your life. If you can get that culture set up like that, the cost savings are just huge. And then the turnover goes down. The production goes up. The waste goes down. Now, these are things that no one ever really concentrates on, but these are core values that we were taught in the safety field years ago, and then we lost it. Do you guys agree? Yeah, absolutely. It's all about the ROI, right? Or like we like to call it, the ROSI, return on safety investment. That's really a part of this whole process. If we can use that, right, and do those things, retain employees, get the return for insurance, All those things that we can do as safety professionals only makes things better for everybody in every aspect of it. So thank you. Now, let me tell you about the negative. And I've actually caused a lot of, uh, I haven't really, I think everybody understands it, but I've caused some issues with some of our vendors. We sell two different online safety systems. You know what I'm talking about? This Mm -hmm. is where you log in and you do it a video. Yep. And you, you do a test. All right. There's another big program out there. It's called Alchemy. Alchemy is really used in food operations and this and that and the other. 
Now, Alchemy not only does all of your auditing, your PMs, does your payroll, your booking, or your employee information, this and that, does everything. Well, they've also done it with safety. So a lot of these companies, they've set up rooms full of computers, right? And so now you have to go in at a certain time, and that's how you get your safety training. Total disengagement. Yep. Total. And more and more owners of uh, properties are doing that, right? I mean, that's kind of the way that it is, especially on the contracting side. For uh, contractors yep. to be qualified, that's how they have to go through it. But they're also doing the same thing on new hires, right? So there is no interaction like we're speaking about, and that's what's causing us issues. Well, and, and another thing too is that like on these big jobs, these big contractor jobs, you may have Sally in the office entering in all the information for everybody. Juan, he ain't getting on the computer. He's not logging in. You know what I'm saying? He's not getting on there. I mean, there's, and I talk with these employees. There's a lot of nationalities out there that they don't know anything. They know how to work. They don't know anything about logging on a computer. If it's not Facebook or YouTube, you know, a lot of these older workers that work really hard, they still got the flip phones. And they're scared of it. And they're scared of it. Yeah. They're scared of it. So when we look at those programs, it makes me sick because I see so many dollars being wasted. Like if you got 700 people at your facility, and so you've got line one, line two, line three, right? And so throughout the month of January, you have to get all of your line um, trained. So that means you're probably letting three or four or five people go at a time to go up to these computer rooms or logging on the system logging on or maybe they've got to get on their phone if they're a contractor whatever yep you know how many minutes that they're burning first they're going to go get a cigarette first they're going to go to the bathroom they're going to get a coke then they're going to go and log in and then there's no accountability it's hard to track if you're a frontline supervisor how are you tracking that right running your line okay hey steve as we always talk about i'm the positive safety coach so we always want to try to make things positive and leave on a good note, right? So we have some fun jokes for you and I think you're going to enjoy them. We'll see about that. (laughs) (laughs) Did you hear that the energized bunny was arrested over the weekend? And what was he charged with? Did you hear about that? Nope. (laughs) He was arrested for battery. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, that's bad bunny. Bad bunny. Oh my gosh. Next one here, what computer sings the best? I don't know. Adele. (laughs) I like that one. (laughs) All right, we're going to finish up with the famous Chuck Norris joke. Chuck Norris month for me this month. Do you know why Chuck Norris would be a good safety manager? I don't know why, because he could whip somebody's ass. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there you go. Because he can divide by zero. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we want to thank you for being on the show today, Steve. How can people get a hold of you? Uh, They can get me on LinkedIn, um, Steve Bell. Very simple. They can also go to ehsjoplin.com. They can also see some of my segments on YouTube if you go to ehsjoplin.com. I've got a lot of the old training stuff. That's where you see my style and how I communicate to people. And the newest one is Good Morning Four States. I am actually play a character, Safety Steve, every second Tuesday of the month. And I talk about a safety topic in the four state area, which is Oklahoma, Missouri, Arkansas. 
And we've got a lot of good programs in Kansas. I should throw that in there for the, the four states. And that's KSN.com. That sounds fun. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, it is. And you played Santa Claus there for a while too. So I've watched those. Those are very well worth uh, watching. So, hey, Steve, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Be safe. Yeah, you too, Steve. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Ted Speaks Live with Ted Carew, the positive safety coach. We would love to hear from you. You can reach out through email at ted.carew at healthandsafetynow.com if you'd like to know more about our podcast or if you're interested in being a guest. Feel free to check us out at healthandsafetynow.com. Rate and review on your favorite podcast app. Join us next week for our next episode. Have a super safe week.